Today on the program, what kind of person would throw away a perfectly good dog? It's Ernest Goes to Jail. Welcome to the Rewatch Party. I am your host, Nick. Joining me today is my evil twin, Anthony. We look nothing alike. I know. <laughs> I, know. I just got to have a thing to introduce people every time somehow. But I am evil, so you're half right. <laughs> Sadly, it's that half. <laughs> rather you not be evil, but you know, you don't get to pick it. I'd rather not be evil as well. <laughs> well, it just... You can make the change. <laughs> I, can't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> the change begins with me. Yes. If you're looking for the person who can have the most impact on your life, look in the mirror. <laughs> that's uh, our our safety guy at work. Every email he sends out, that's like his signature. That says It says that at the yeah. bottom. <laughs> every email. I love looking in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> Get better looking every time. <laughs> A little more salt. Uh, it's like Stuart Smalley, because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, doggone it, people like me. That old SNL bit, no? Oh, I remember. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> It'll look like... Uh-huh. Who was the guy that did... Uh, Al Franken. Al Franken, that's it. Yeah. Oh, Ended up being senator. a senator, yeah. Great. And he was a great senator, until yeah. he got resigned. Up, up, well, up until someone had a picture of him pretending to grab a lady's boobs. Yeah. Yeah. What a scandal. If I had a nickel for every yeah, time I, I pretended know, I, to grab a pair. But he, like, he put up the apology, and even she was like, yeah, dude, I don't care. Like, she didn't give a shit about it at all. It was, it was all just fucking political bullshit. Yeah, you don't want me to start going down this road. <laughs> no, anyway, sorry, Al Franken. <laughs> We're sorry that this happened to you, Mr. Al Franken. Love you, Al Franken. Um, bring back Stuart Smalley, please. <clears throat> anyway, moving on. So, today we are talking about Ernest Goes to Jail from 1990. I kind of always thought that they just churned these Ernest movies out, you know. But this is three years, three years after Camp. And Camp was the first, and Jail's the second. Yeah. Unless, it, and I don't know, again, how the, how the show factors in, you know. The, the wildly famous Ernest TV show that we all know and love. Um, I'm trying to look it up. My phone's wonking it up right now. Well, I know there's only so many, like, theatrical uh, releases. So I know Camp and I think... Camp and then Jail and they're Scared Stupid and they're Slam Dunk Ernest. I think he saved Christmas at one point. I thought Christmas was theatrical, but then I think one of them was like did so poorly that they started they going, started straight, going to straight to DVD. Like Africa was straight to DVD for sure. Uh, I'm going through Varney's. Okay, so yeah, so here in 83, we got Notamine, Hey Vern, It's My Family album. So that started it. And then there's something called Dr. Otto and the Riddle of the Gloom Beam. But it's Jim Varney as Ernest in. So it wasn't officially an Ernest movie, but he's definitely Ernest P. World. He actually plays Dr. Otto, Red Hardtacked, Laughing Jack, Guy Dandy, Auntie Nelda, and Ernest. So this is when he's doing all of his random character work. A true Renaissance man. True, true. The Ernest Film Festival in 86, then Camp in 87. 
Oh, Saves Christmas is 88, so Christmas was before this. Wow. And all the things we learned. Ernest Goes to Splash Mountain. That, that's a that's a whole movie. He just goes to a theme park? Yeah. And that was in 89, so this is the fourth. Holy fuck. I am way off on my... I remembered Christmas, and I thought that... I think maybe it was because Scared Stupid did so poorly. I think that might have been the one that did so poorly in the box office that everything after that went to DVD. Yeah, but that's like the funniest one, I think. I actually enjoy Scared Stupid. I haven't I haven't, I haven't rewatched it yet. No. I know I've seen it once. Um, yeah, but a, buddy, a buddy of mine swears that Ernest Scared Stupid, apparently there's a jump stare, scare in it at some point. He said that's the only movie that's ever scared him. Like... Really? <laughs> Which I don't I don't think it's probably the whole thing, but there's some point in it. Yeah, well, there's a jump scare that got him not you know, not hostile, not saw, not I don't know how ring. many of those movies he oh. saw though either. So uh yeah, so he was putting out about one a year. So this is just that far down because this was ninety and the next year is scared stupid and then oh yeah, then you did the Beverly Hillbillies. Ernest rides again, goes to school. Never oh, yeah, heard he of was that. Jed Clampett, wasn't he? Yeah. God, who was that? Uh, he was in a movie called The Expert with Jeff Speakman. He was in a martial arts movie? What? It's all, it's all coming together. I told I, you he was in yeah. <laughs> Enter uh, the Dragon. That's right. He was in Enter the Dragon. Uh, he played the voice of Slinky Dog in Toy Story and Slam Dunker. Yeah, then it, then, then it all goes down. But I think you're right. I think Scared Stupid is the one that uh, pulled him out of the theater. He was in Slinky Dog, I think, but then he died before. Yeah. Like he was not in all the Toy Stories. I think he was in the, well, the first one, at least for sure. But yeah, because I'm not sure if that was the one that he was filming when he found out he had cancer, or, or but could have been. I don't know. I, I think I he died in '99. Was it '99? I think so. I just closed the the IMDb tab, so I, don't know. I can't be bothered. I'm just going to gonna make, I'm just gonna make stuff up. That's now. fine. Uh, he's not here to, or is he to dispute it? Um, but anyway, this one is 90 again, directed by John Air Cherry the th- John R Cherry the third. Again, just credited as John Cherry. We have Jim Varney, the whole earnest whole earnest thing that's become such a thing. Uh, we got a really weird opening on this one, though. It's almost like a, a Bond opening with kind of the silhouettes and the colorful backgrounds. And yeah, I'm like running around. Yeah, I don't, yeah, it's him yeah. running around. It was a weird. It was really weird, like kind of caper, like I don't know. It's like uh, yeah, Ernie Ernie's getting classy up here. Well, now I kind of need to re- go back it. and figure out the <laughs> Christmas and other stuff to figure out what happened between camp and and here. To- That's right. Yeah, we were starting to set up a timeline, like after the camp fell through, or after he got smashed by that sign, he uh, took out a big settlement. And right. That's how he was able to afford a place in the city and got his job as a janitor at the bank right well he lived large i'm we're assuming he lived yeah. large uh oh, on yeah. that Hookers settlement. And blow. right just living it up uh was in a metal band for a while and then <laughs> uh, everything went downhill crippling drug addiction yeah and now here we are at goes to jail <laughs> goes to jail <laughs> um also i noticed that barbara bush was in the opening credits the real barbara bush and that's what i thought so i was like Hang on. I had to go through. No, there's an actress, Barbara Tyson. And uh, so I looked at her IMDb page. Sometimes she goes by Barbara Bush, but her name's Barbara Tyson. And she was in a, a few things. She was uh, Charlotte, the, the girlfriend, the love interest in the movie. Ah, the, the blonde there. I yeah. guess I didn't put it together because I think I actually looked up some information on her as I was. 
for yeah because it's usually tyson so you wouldn't have thought just curiosity Barbara Bush, what the <laughs> fuck yeah purely for curiosity yeah, no i wasn't google searching uh, no nudes yeah. it's, it's, it's weird uh i happen to know that she did a <clears throat> calendar shoot at one point i don't i don't, don't oh, ask that. is that right yeah <laughs> i'll be back give me a couple minutes i'll be back <laughs> jesus christ um oh nice note taken is credited as bush huh huh <laughs> Uh, so I went out with the missus last night. We met some of her friends down on Sixth Street and watched uh, an old buddy from back when I used to do the the Austin Blue scene before at touring and all that. Uh, this guy Brad Stivers, uh, fucking phenomenal, phenomenal guitar player. But we went to watch him last night. He's on Spotify. Everybody check him out. Um, so we got home fairly late last night, and that's when I decided, oh, I'd better watch. Ernest goes to jail in preparation for tomorrow. So that would explain Bush. <laughs> but my notes are probably going to be pretty wonky throughout this. You don't need an excuse for that. That's pretty normal. Pretty <laughs> That's a standard. Um, also, we got Charles Napier, who, uh, it's funny, last week in uh, Ernest Goes to Camp, they were talking about Rambo. Charles Napier plays Murdoch in Rambo 2. Or Rambo colon First Blood Part 2. The Rambo titles are, are terrible. He did not have his title in game together. but So we get an actual actor from the Rambo franchise in this movie. Uh, he's also was uh, the leader of the, the, good, old the good old boys in, in Blues, Blues Brothers. Yeah. You're going to look real well, funny trying to eat that with no fucking teeth. <laughs> yes, he was. And probably a whole lot of actual legitimate cinema that we just have never seen. It doesn't get more legit than the Blues Brothers. You're right. You're right. Blues Brothers is a perfect movie in every way. But, I mean, he probably has, like, his own type of Scarface or something. Like, some huge Oscar-winning fantastic thing. And we're like, Blues Brothers and Rambo 2. Well, then this next one's going to be even worse. Because he also was the voice of the sheriff in Squidbillies until he died in 2011, <laughs> if you're an Adult Swim fan. Uh, I I tried so many times to watch some Squidbillies, and I was like, uh, I can't do it. I just couldn't ever get into it. I would like to tell you that I'm of that maturity level as well, but I, I, I enjoy watching it. Still? Uh, I, if it I comes on? I don't, if it's on, then I'll watch it now. There's uh, some things of that era I used to watch. Like, I, I enjoyed Robot Chicken, and I enjoyed Aqua Teen Hunger Force some fucking how, and I tried to watch some of that stuff again, and I'm like, I guess I did used to smoke pot, and that probably explains a lot of this, but what the fuck was wrong with me? <laughs> yeah, I guess it's just me then, because I, I, I do like <laughs> I do like uh, Hunger Force, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, and was, I'm like a big Nico Case fan, and she's always like was doing guest appearances on that show, too. Oh, I, had, I didn't even know about that. I just like, uh, I don't know, they'd like throw something to the side and it would randomly explode, like tiny little explosion off to the side and a lot of little gags. Uh, the neighbor, Carl. Yeah, Carl the neighbor. <laughs> I think the funniest thing ever when he was, he had the the one lady at his house. I think there was only the one woman ever, like the super drugged out looking lady with the big saggy boobs. And she's sitting on his couch and he's like air guitaring. He's got one leg up on the arm of the couch. He's like, wheelie wah, wheelie wah, wheelie 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 doing this song. And he's like, oh God, baby, that's so hot. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, uh, I call that, I want to rock your body. And in the parentheses, till the break. We can do it. Yes. And that, I think, was the biggest laugh I ever got out of Aqua Teen Hunger Yeah, and then in parentheses, to the break of dawn. Yeah, I think. I was I think, like, poetry. <laughs> 
I think the episode that, that Nico Case was in there, they're like uh, water nymphs or something in his pool. And she was one of them. Oh, okay. like like her and like then the lady. I can't remember the her the the other woman in the band that does backup vocals. They were the the, the water, water nymphs, I believe. I remember that because Shake was like obsessed with them, right? Well, probably. I mean, they're water nymphs. Yeah, uh, I would be. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. All right, so welcome to Aqua Teen Hunger Force podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, okay, all got here because of Charles and Appear. Um, all right, so now the movie opens. We're finally ready to get into Ernest Goes to Jail. We open on Ward County Bank and Trust. We meet the guards. We get Chuck, but no Eddie. Now we got Bobby, the Bobby we know and love, the toothless wonder himself. Old, I don't even know. He's, he's just so weird looking. Like the way he's gumming and his lips, I don't know. Just, he, he's, he's like that that stereotypical hillbilly that you imagine. Like no teeth, yeah. like... like so, like, I don't know if you guys are around a lot of people with no teeth. His but. mouth just looks so so weird. And I mean, that's that's his whole character thing, because he never speaks until he has uh, the one line per movie, like Silent Bob. It's Bill, Bill Burge, is that his name? Bill I think Burge. I, I think okay. it's Bill Burge, which I, I, I was curious about him. And he was just a librarian in Nashville. I don't know how he met Ernest, but he quit being a librarian just to be in Ernest movies. And like I think, as far as his acting goes, he was only in Ernest movies, and then some. Some of the Ray, what's his name? I forget now. Like, that, oh yeah, you said uh, he was in like a music video for yeah, like uh, uh, no, he. Oh, God damn it, was it Leon Russell? Who designed Leon Russell? Ray Stevens. Ray Stevens. That's who it was. Ray Stevens. No, the Leon Russell thing. That's that's Galen. Uh, Galen. That's Chuck, the fat cook, it's now yeah. fat security guard. Galen Sartain. Sart Sartain, I guess. Just. He was a he was an artist and he he designed a, a Leon Russell album cover. All right, I, I'm, I'm sure he did more than that, but I was just well, yeah. He made every single Ernest movie. Well, yeah, there's there's plenty of that. <laughs> it's just there's so lots of, lots to be said for that. <laughs> These people, like the nurse in the last episode, like might as well did all this fucking Juilliard School of Music and worked with all these other people. How what Ernest? It makes no sense to me. I mean, if I was just sitting around, you know, I, I build power lines, but if Ernest stopped by and was like, hey, I want you to be in a movie, I'd be like, yeah, that sounds cool. It's yeah. Whatever. I mean, I, of course, I'm not an artist. It'd be like a couple thousand bucks. I'd probably film it all in 20 days. Like, it can't take that long to make a fucking Ernest movie, so you're... I, I was looking at what... I don't know what the what the budget on this one was, but... Oh, yeah. That's that's always Brandon's role is being the budget guy. Uh, not much, I'm sure. Um <laughs> But so now Chuck and, and Bobby here, they're they're investigating a noise. They got their guns out and then, you know, they're they're the real uh, we watch too many movies type of security guards and they go in, but it's just Ernest. He's trying to get the floor buffer to work because he can't ever get anything to work right. And that's always uh, such a springboard for so many gags and wonderful moments. Yeah. And this floor buffer defies gravity. Yeah. Yeah. This thing is magic. So. Uh, he talks about his day or his dream, his lifelong dream. Now that he achieved camp counselor, is to be a clerk. Nine million dollars was the budget for this movie. Nine million dollars. Yeah, opening weekend it made six million. Its total gross was twenty five million. Well, at least it profited. Technically, how <laughs> nine million dollars? Where? Where did that nine million dollars go? There's no way Jim Varney's acting that much. I 
this is his it's Ernest this is his what? passion part. he's not asking that much for a movie what was that dog the same dog that was from like the wishbone show because I'm oh. sure that dog probably didn't come cheap they might have had to might have had to get a few dogs what's that dog that in the, in the rim show shot. rim shot that's it now I'm curious that there are other Ernest movies in betwixt camp and jail. When did Rimshot show up? Because he was not in camp. It's probably after uh, in camp for- when he lost the turtle to the air invasion. Oh, that's right. Fell, he needed a new pet. A Maybe hero. got him for Christmas. And when he saved Christmas, he got yeah. Rimshot. The turtle. Sadly, the turtle... It survived. It survived the airborne attack, but it was in his pocket when the sign fall, fell on oh. him. It crushed. <laughs> Smashed him. That's Smashed. what saved Ernest, actually. Right, yeah. Pieces of its shell he carries with him to this day. Lodged in his skin. All right, so... Which uh, I did look at that was... Uh, camp was three and a, three and a half million dollars was the budget on it, so this one was Quite considerably more. I mean, Ernest is, Ernest is a cash cow. Well, and the camp was... I think camp was pretty popular. It made a lot of money, so... Yeah. Keep tossing the money at him. Well, yeah, but then... Christmas and goes to school or whoa oh Splash Mountain like these movies nobody's ever heard of but I definitely I, I want to find Splash Mountain now I I am a bit curious how do you I mean I know Ernest just goes around and everything malfunctions and hits him in the face or whatever I hope that it's like the one I hadn't heard of because it's rated R it's like that eighties <laughs> like just does he do you think change out of his jeans t shirt blue vest get up. He he in this movie he doesn't. He gets in his which we're gonna get to here, yeah. but he gets into his tub, but he's still got his vest on. He took the shirt off from under the vest, but then he yeah, put the So when he goes to Splash Mountain, do you think he have oh. like would he have like the long shorts with the red horizontal stripes, like the old school swimsuit looking thing? And then still the shirt and vest I'm as guessing, he's going down water I'm slides. Cap, vest, speedo. That's <laughs> that's what I feel like Ernest is gonna be doing. Just like his buddy Bruce Lee. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Speedo guy. Um, all right, so as he's talking about wanting to be a bank clerk, the buffer suddenly starts up on its own and takes off, and it sends him flying all around the bank, knocking shit over, and then it hits a wall and decides to just lean up and then climb up the wall and then along the ceiling. As you were saying, it does divide gravity, but you can see the track along the ceiling that this, the mechanism for filming was was hooked up to. Um, and then just starts foaming on the scene. Yeah, well, because he's <laughs> oh, reaching he up, the, trying yeah. to turn it off, trying to hit the off switch, but he hits the other switch, which is the the soap di- super foam, super foam soap dispenser part. So then it starts foaming everywhere, and uh, they're what like he falls and it hits it hits the ground and bounces up and it's something and knocks a chandelier down on top of Ernest and just everything going wrong and everything always lands on Ernest. He's fucking magnetic for falling debris or something but this during all this the the two guards have gone into their little security room and this is where we get this the most annoying song ever written is the don't make me climb the coconut tree song if you put on since again loyal listeners uh this was a drunk purchase so it's a multi-disc or multi-movie pack if you put in the disc that has both camp and jail on it the menu which is only Camp or jail. There, there aren't special features. There aren't options. It's one or the other, but it plays this goddamn Don't Make Me Climb the Coconut Tree song. Uh, and then that's what the security guards are like jamming out to while Ernest is getting thrown all over the bank. And that's why they're completely oblivious to the chaos going on is because they're... It, it's odd. And I don't know. 
I, I hadn't paid attention to the coconut tree song, but uh, weird thing about me is that I refer to my penis as a coconut tree. Do you? So, well, don't make just me got climb the, it. Just got the two coconuts. Yeah. That's my wife sings that song. Don't make me climb it. <laughs> that's funny because in the song he says, I, I didn't bring the right pair of shoes. So that's a weird <laughs> thing for her to. Kind of a fetish of mine. <laughs> All right, then. Better than the coffee table. I, yeah. Uh, mm. Shoes on your coconuts? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> wow. Sorry, I started talking. Reaching, <laughs> yeah, no, reaching for the table at the same time. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, I hate that fucking song. So do yourself a favor, listeners, and don't don't look that up. So, yeah, he uh, when the chandler falls, or chandelier, not chandler, this isn't friends. <laughs> chandelier falls. That would have been a great gag, though. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Could I be more random as he falls from the fucking sky? Uh no, he, yeah, the, the chandelier falls and the thing's shooting foam everywhere. So, of course, he gets electrocuted. And now, all of a sudden, he's magnetic. Yeah. I, <laughs> it, yeah like, no, a lot of what no, happened in, the, in the camp <laughs> was, like, wasn't, ab- I mean, there was a lot of ridiculousness in camp. But this one, it's just. Now we're getting superpowers? We're yeah. going supernatural with this. I have electrocuted myself more than a couple times, and I have never gained anything good out of it. No. Magnetic powers would be, I, mean, I guess if you could troll him. He can't control him. No, he can't. Well, he does eventually. He learns. He learns how to use them when he's breaking out. He right. starts using force lightning and it shit. Gets like more, his power gets more powerful every time he gets electrocuted. Right. Like the first time, he's just a mag. He's just a big fridge mag magnet, and everything's yeah. just coming to him. Yeah, like silverware staplers and then file cabinets start chasing them around like they got a mind of their own um so we get more of that trademark jim varney physical comedy and it's funny because like knives or whatever scissors or whatever from across the room start flying at him meanwhile there's still stuff around him that's not coming at him so not doing anything yeah, the trash. Apparently, everybody had steel trash cans in the early '90s. In 1990, yeah. all the trash cans were steel. Yeah, makes sense. It's cheaper, <laughs> cheaper, <laughs> more durable. Um, so he's dodging these file cabinets that are—I don't know—they look like something out of a Peter Gabriel music video, like the fucking sledgehammer. Um, he locks himself in the vault, closes the bars, which are also metal, but he can must must. Must have been aluminum. Did he get stuck to him? No. To the bars? Probably. Yeah. Because the part that protects the the money or the 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 safe deposit boxes, mm-hmm. there that's a weak, soft aluminum. <laughs> it's not magnetic. Yeah. Everything else. Steel. Trash cans. Trash cans are steel. <laughs> Vault aluminum. Makes perfect sense. Well, that's why uh I mean, it, it's a pretty stupid bank. They hired Ernest for fuck's sake. So, <laughs> um, but the drawers inside, like the safety deposit box drawers, start flying. His his magnetism is so strong that it's undoing the locks, and the drawers like fly open from each side and smash his face and knock him out. And apparently, him going unconscious undoes the magnet. He's suddenly not magnetic anymore. Just the two drawers by his face. Like it's not like it crushes his whole body. His yeah. lips, the the power Just, of his yeah. magnetism. That's the power must, of those lips, which, man. Uh, yeah, honestly, I, I, <laughs> the same has been said about me. I got these magnetic lips. <laughs> That's why I never go into banks. 
But you're right. Like it's not all the drawers coming I out. I don't hit on bank tellers because they tell. Oh, you can geez. never kiss and tell. God. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a sad, sad trombone noise. <laughs> Insert sad trombone. Yeah. <laughs> Do that in post. Um, all right, so we cut to prison now. There's a guy running. Uh, Ruf, Rufus? Rufus? I don't remember. I, I started writing his name down later, but I didn't hear. Uh, I could just scroll slightly through my notes and find out, but I'm not going to. Um, he's running up, and we come upon this guy, Lyle, who's played by the actor Randall Tex Cobb. Calls himself Tex. I knew him as the weird biker from Raising Arizona. Yeah, the yeah. The guy that's like trying to kill Nicolas Cage in Raising Arizona. Yeah. He's uh, he's got a very colorful history. Yeah, doesn't he? <laughs> Pretty weird, uh weird career there, buddy. He's from Texas. The, well, that without explain the name. Bridge 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 City, Texas. So what Houston huge oh, Houston okay. area. I, or further east, maybe. Uh I don't know. There, there are too many random towns in Texas. It's, it's yeah, it's out there. It's 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 got a big bridge, I assume. I, or did at one point. <laughs> Maybe it fell down. Um, so anyway, the guy's all scared. And uh, he calls out to Nash. He's yelling at Nash. And he's just a silhouette. Like a, we're seeing a character with his back to us off in the distance. Uh, saying he just killed a guy? Or Rufus, this guy's up like scared because he just killed someone and needs yeah, Nash he, to help he him. he killed right? somebody in jail, in prison. Yeah. So, But Nash has the guards take him away. Anyway, says, you can't, I won't do anything for you unless you can do something for me, is essentially what he says. Yeah. All with his back to us because we can't see Nash. Right. But yeah. Uh, Crosby still is fine, but we can't see Nash. Uh, Tex <laughs> Cobb was a professional boxer. He was a kickboxer, and then he decided there wasn't enough money in kickboxing, so he went into boxing. And he was really good at it, and he actually had a championship bout against Larry Holmes. Wow. So and just got his ass kicked, like, but but didn't didn't get knocked out. Like went like fourteen or fifteen rounds is before they went to twelve rounds, and he got his ass kicked so bad that Howard Cosell, legendary uh, yes. uh, sports broadcaster, Howard Cosell, s- stopped doing boxing matches afterwards. Said that it was a travesty what happened. <laughs> Holy but crap. like, and Larry Holmes tried to stop knocking him out after a few rounds because. His head was so hard, and he wasn't going to go down. He was just like laughing. He's, if you look up pictures of him, he's just beat to shit. But he wouldn't get knocked out. Like he just kept getting beat ferociously through the whole bout, and then he was still standing at the end of it. But and then yeah, Costell's like, "Oh, this is bullshit. I'm not doing this anymore." Wow. Like they were trying to get the 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 ref to stop the match, and they he wouldn't stop the match. But because Tex just kept kept on coming. He's huh? going to stay awake till he can cash that check. <laughs> God damn. Now he's cashing earnest checks. Yeah, getting that big earnest money. That's <laughs> well, he was in a Coen Brothers movie, so Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh pretty early one. Probably wasn't as big as it has become now, but yeah. So interesting. I did not know that and about very, and the very reclusive Nicolas Cage movie. So which he hardly yeah. ever makes movies, so you know, honor <laughs> yeah. to be in one. <laughs> pretty sure I was accidentally in one. <laughs> You just never know <laughs> what's going on with Nicolas Cage movies. Um, it is weird that uh, Lyle Tex Cobb here has like a weird, super high up flat top. He looks like Guile from Street Fighter. The way it is, it's not flat top like you would think. Like it goes up and then curves out. 
so not to go back to Adult Swim, but that John C. <laughs> Riley, that character he played on uh, Doctor Brule. Oh yeah, it kind of reminds me of his haircut. Okay, <laughs> like, his I hair was is. just thinking Guile, and I was like, "What the fuck? Like, who <laughs> actually would wear that?" Um, all right, so now uh, the next morning, Charlotte Barbara Bush shows up to work, and uh, the bank is a mess, obviously, because the floor buffer has gone crazy, and filing cabinets are dancing around on their own, and. Because you hired Ernest uh, to clean and maintain the building, and he does the opposite of whatever and everything he does. Yeah. Uh, So she, uh, he's still stuck in the vault, and she's like, "What the fuck, dude? What did you do?" He's like, "The file cabinet's crazy, and they chased me in here." And she's like, "Okay, you're definitely insane." And um, so. She, I think she gets him out of the vault, and like she's sympathetic towards him. Like you want to like Ernest, yeah. But like at the end of the day, like if a guy like him worked with you, you would hate the guy. Absolutely, like, he fucks everything up, and then he's got like some kind of outlandish excuse or story uh, to tell you about it. Like came to life and chased me. God, God damn it, Ernest! How did you get through this apprenticeship? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> How do you? Uh, I, I guess they didn't run a background check on you. There's no way that you would have passed. You. Times, times are hard. Got to have people. Yeah. Actually, we did run a background check. It turns out you shot flaming arrows at a mining company. Like, you got to get out of here. I just got to think that he like just has a whole bunch of information on someone. Like, he's like, you're going to give me this job. Yeah, right? All I want to do is wax your floors. And if you don't do it, I'm going to tell them about you and the I don't know, rusty trombone or whatever. <laughs> You and Stallone and the rusty trombone. <laughs> um, all right, so now we uh, that that's sure a little scene. Cut back to prison. The Nash and and Lyle, old Tex Cobb, uh, are trying to get money from this guy Eddie, who's working out. Yeah, he's and they're like pushing down on the weights, you know. And he's like, oh, "I don't have it. I, I can get it by tonight." And uh, he's like, "All right, you better." If you don't have money by tonight, then me and uh, Guile Haircut over here are gonna gonna take you out. So Nash is not a good dude. Uh, like that was ever a question, but so now back at the bank, somehow for some reason, Charlotte asks Ernest out to dinner. Right, and yeah. Ernest is super pumped about it. Oh yeah, like. Barbara Bush. I would be too. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I'm Ernest P. Worrell, for fuck's sake. I, I, don't, I don't get a lot of game. Not, I, not, not, I, I think that he probably does. You think? He plays I, He plays the simpleton card and the, sympath, uh, the sympathy. Just stumbles kind of, into it, yeah. yeah. Like, Well, like you're saying, he's a mentally, was it mentally deficient. challenged? Deficient. Mentally deficient <laughs> Spider-Man. Yeah. That's got to be doing it for somebody. <laughs> um. So he's all excited, and then she's like, "Oh no!" To talk about the job and you trying to be a, a bank teller, like the oh, date, the date yeah. that's not a date. Yeah, no, this is this is a very this is very much a work thing. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know how many times my wife has told me that. <laughs> <laughs> We're going out to dinner. It's it's for work. We don't even work. That's that's how I find out that I'm not invited. Oh. <laughs> You don't have a job. <laughs> but wait. Um, so we get to Ernest's house. Ernest's house uh, is like a, a fucking Chuck E. Cheese or something. Like everything about it is just this big novelty 
stupid like all these lights and be- whistles and, and and i need to go back and watch christmas because i think he might have had a house like that in the saves christmas one too but it seems like every like kind of kid's character in a movie in like the late 80s 90s like your peewee playhouse all those things they had like ridiculous stuff in their house yeah uh and and this is like doc doc brown had the it's it's like got the rube goldberg machines where you 2000 steps to open a can of dog food and and all yeah. this all this stupid shit. So, uh that's that's Ernest's house, but he uh has a supersized washer that is also his bathtub. Yeah, I don't think it's made for clothes at all cuz it doesn't no. have a lid. It doesn't have a lid. Uh I don't think it's made for bathing either as we see later when it fucks him up. But Well, but he and he did have his vest on when he was bathing. doing it. So, it's, I guess it's laundry and bathing yeah, at the same time. Two birds, one stone. Ooh. Two birds, one bowl. Um, and then we also see his clothes rack, the old gag. A whole clothes rack and every outfit is exactly the same. <laughs> you know, he's got like 30 jean shirt vest combos. It's like a last action hero when Arnold Schwarzenegger goes to his apartment and opens his closet. It's all the exact same outfit. You know, I had no idea that Arnold was ripping off <laughs> Ernest P. Worrell. You know, and I, sh- I probably shouldn't admit this, but that like the Wrangler denim vest, I had one of those. Yeah, like, I I had one of those vests. I I thought it was going to be for work because I will wear vests at work because I like to give an earnest vibe off when I'm out there <laughs> fucking shit up. But yeah, no, I think I ended up giving it to my wife's father. This is more his style. Hey, I got this for you. <laughs> I swear. I'm just trying to seek your approval. Please love me. <laughs> um. So yeah, we got the he he bathes in the washers. We talked about the high power dryer that like it's like a fucking jet engine. It's like yeah, what you get at your car wash like yeah, <laughs> to dry your car off. Super blast of heat that he has to like fight against to try to turn it off. Um, okay, so then he, <clears throat> the dryer's acting up. It's not supposed to do that. So he goes to check the wiring on it, and he gets another shock. Magnetized of course, magnetism me. comes back. So then he's out at dinner. And the silverware keeps flying up and and attaching to him, and uh, so hey, it's a pretty good gag. I don't know how they pulled it off. They actually had maybe someone underneath the table with a magnet scooting the shit around. Yeah, everything moving towards him. Yeah, everything kept moving. So I mean, they, I mean, they had a nine million dollar budget, so they could afford the magnet guy. I think like, <laughs> the guy under the table. Yeah, the magnet. <laughs> He's like, this is the best table job I've had. <laughs> yeah. Usually it's a camera, and so I don't want to talk about it. But, um, so it wasn't bad. And then, I mean, the dinner, I don't even remember the conversation. All I talked about here in my notes was the, the, all the multiple gags about silverware and, and then everything flying around. It's like sliding across the table and landing on his face and how he's trying to cover it up. Like he uses his nap. One lands on his chest. Like uses his napkin. Like yeah. tucks under his shirt like a bib. And try <laughs> and yeah. And Charlotte, completely oblivious to all of the metal shenanigans that are going on all around the table that she's sitting at. I mean, I guess how would I? I don't know how I'd react. I guess if I was sitting across the table, <laughs> you'd at least go. From someone as enchanting as Jim Varney. <laughs> like I'm just, I some, can't look away from his face. At some point, wouldn't you go, so what's going on with the <laughs> with all the cutlery I'm so here? enchanted by your eyes. Didn't even notice it. And the lobster there. Your sinuously Spider-Man <laughs> yes, arms. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess fair. 
Fair. Uh, back to prison. This is where we meet Charles Napier. Uh, I do have the note back on the show from Blues Brothers. Uh, he's the warden here. And he's going to talk to Nash about, hey, the little incident at the weight room earlier. Um, and, of course, we still haven't seen Nash. But he's, you know, you got to stop threatening people. You're, you're a fucking prisoner. You don't run this place. I do kind of a kind of a thing. Which isn't true at all. Not at all. Well, not until, yeah, not yet. <laughs> What's the deal with these guys, all the, the guards in the prison wearing pink uniforms? Right. Here's the thing, though. When you first see, like, the first time we see it and the guy's running up worried because he killed a guy, they're wearing, like, fairly standard uniforms. I think they're blue or something. And then from then on, it's straight, bright pink. I even have an M. Bison note. I was like, do these guys just love Street Fighter 2? Yeah. Like, what the fuck like is going on? Huge shoulder pads. Yeah. Like, like, bright pink. 80s style, like, this is a Janet Jackson Rhythm Nation video yeah. with these fucking shoulder pads. It's, oh, it's ridiculous. It's insane. And it's just a whole prison full of M. Bisons. <laughs> like, what is going on here? Spectre would all start doing that annoying little, like, slide kick thing you always did. I could never fucking counter that thing. That piece of shit. Um, I'll beat M. Bison's ass right now. I'll be- <laughs> <laughs> Beat his ass like he's Ernest, and I'm Lou Albano. God damn it! Who's the foreman? I'll Lyle, never remember. Lyle, Lyle uh, something or other. Uh, avocado. I don't know. Or Tex. Yeah, beat him like he's Tex. What's his face? I forget his name already. Uh, well, no, yeah. But I keep Ern- putting my notes down. Ern- Ernest is Tex in this scenario. We just pummel him for 15 rounds, and he keeps going. Yeah, <laughs> keeps going. Um, Cobb. Text Text cob. cob. Yeah. You like corn on the... <laughs> yeah. Or tie. He's got a big old gap in his teeth, so I imagine that probably corn on the cob is a difficult thing for him to eat. Oh, yeah, I bet he hates it. Yeah. Uh, He's always that, off one, the cob, that one row that he can't get. <laughs> can't just, like, turn it to <laughs> He's like, try to turn his face, but then he can't see what he's eating, and it's just got to be a nightmare. Yeah. You know what? I would rather not be... Get me corn off the cob, please. Actually, green beans. <laughs> I just forget corn altogether. <laughs> Corn's delicious. Green beans are gross. He's not gonna eat. Green beans. <laughs> He's not going. Yeah, make a cream corn. Always cream corn because that has to be off the cob. And there's no chance of the embarrassment. Oh, cob's the best though. Not not if you're Thai cob. <laughs> not if you're a pitcher from the early. Damn it, days. Tex cob. <laughs> God damn it, Tex cob. <laughs> yeah, Thai cob didn't like it. He's very. Well known for not liking hates corn corn on the, corn on the cob because his last name's like oh what you think you're fucking funny <laughs> let me put on my cleats and slide into your legs and fucking cut your feet up and that what he would do is like when he was stealing bases slide in cleat first and like he was a pitcher that was the whole thing in the the movie with uh, Tommy Lee Jones played Cobb and he oh, would like maybe. oh I didn't see that movie slide so in cleat first pitchers so- pitchers used to. I guess they still do bat in the and run in the in the national league. Yeah, so he'd like tear up their legs and make it so they can't. Probably, I think he was a real asshole, a huge asshole. Yeah, yeah. Like, but I I've never seen that movie with Tommy Lee Jones. I heard Tommy Lee Jones is Jones is an asshole as well. Well, perfect casting, man. <laughs> I mean, have you seen his face? He looks like an asshole. I don't mean like a mean person. I mean, he literally looks like Ty Cobb or Tommy. Lee no, Tommy Jones. Lee Jones looks like a like a little brown eye. He looks like an asshole. I love you, Tommy. <laughs> Just kidding. He's not listening. It's okay. <laughs> All right, so he might. <laughs> we don't know how far our reach. I goes. email every episode to him. <laughs> it's 
specifically, he's like, oh, finally, this makes sense. <laughs> this has been going on for so This has been going on for years, by God. Get my lawyer on the phone. You don't have a lawyer. You kept sliding into him, fucking cleats first. Well, God damn it. That's my Tommy Lee Jones impression. I don't really, I don't know. You fired your lawyer after he wouldn't let you shoot a bunch of kids at camp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the hell are they fucking blowing up my explosive sheds for anyway? Um, all right. So back at Ernest's house, uh, he gets a notice for jury duty, right? He is all excited, like millions of people in the world and they chose me for jury duty. He's, I don't know why he's not almost Bill Clinton-esque though. That was... He was very, one. yeah, because he went to the neighbor's house to tell yeah, him about how And his way. neighbors happened to be Chuck and Bobby. Right. The guards. And it's funny because his house is, uh, as we've talked about, the standard uh, Rube Goldberg, Chuck E. Cheese type of establishment. Uh, stupid shit all over the lawn and all that. And as soon as he crosses the hedge into Chuck and Bobby's, it's like landmines in a war zone. Yeah, the property values in that <laughs> right? neighborhood have just got to be uh, shit. This is probably why HOAs became a thing. <laughs> like, you know, we need we need someone to kind of police this. This isn't this isn't working out. Yeah, but you know it's going to be Chuck and Bobby that are going to be the <laughs> HOA. <laughs> well, yeah, you can't get the guys we're trying to police to be the police. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's going to end up in a riot either way. So, um. Oh yeah, I have a, their house is a landmine laden shooting range. Oddly enough, this wasn't filmed in Texas. Tennessee's probably close enough. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Tennessee's pretty close. Uh that's that's uh drunk Nick jokes right there. I actually wrote that one in there. Usually it's off the top of my head, but that one that one made it into notes. That's the type of shit I actually write down, everybody. <laughs> Uh, so now, while on jury duty, or I guess maybe it's just the selection. Maybe the trial hasn't started. He was in on the. He was in on the trial. I thought, but maybe. It's, I don't but know, at yeah, first, selection. yeah, he's like chewing on the pen. Yeah, he was taking notes. Taking the, notes, chewing on. So it must have. Yeah, it was probably during trial, and of course it explodes, and it's getting all over his mouth, and he's trying to wipe it up. The only thing he has is his notepad, so he's using paper, which doesn't really work so well. So it's just smeared all over his face, and he's trying to play it cool as everybody's looking at him like, what in the fuck is wrong with you? And this is when um, the guy, the defendant, again, I, I haven't started using his name yet, uh, that the prisoner from earlier notices him and says to the defense attorney, oh, he's perfect. Don't know for what, but he's perfect. <laughs> he's like, well, I'm, I'm kind of into him too. Yeah, well, I mean... Clean the ink off his face. Maybe we can talk. Perfect might be a stretch, but I mean, all right. I'd, he doesn't I'll, mind having shit all over his yeah, face. Yeah, he, he doesn't like a mess on his face. That's good. And he does have a Spider-Man thing going on. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Um, all right. We Was come, it Eddie? Is that the guy? I don't know. What's up with an R? I, want, I keep wanting Ruben. to say. Yes, Ruben. Ruben. It's like, like the sandwich. How could I forget I know, that? I the love del- that sandwich. I was say the delicious sandwich. How do I not know? It's like if the other guy was French dip and I'm... <laughs> Old Reuben and French dip. Old Reuben and French dip. I do love a good French dip. Oh. I just love sandwiches. With au jus. Mm, I know. I'm trying to think of what my favorite sandwich would be. I, lo- I like a Cuban sandwich. Cubans would be good. Oh, it makes me think of Coco Bolos back in Manhattan. They had a damn good Cuban. Cubans and Rubens. Cubans and Rubens. Aww. So welcome back to the sandwich hour with Nick and Nick. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's funny because last week after we got done, I was like, I got to get over to Jersey Mike's and get that number 13. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am a sandwich guy. You did go get it. Well, we first we went to get hamburgers. And then you still got a sandwich. Well, yeah, I live I live in a small town, so I don't have a whole lot of access to. We don't, any we don't good have fancy things like Jersey chain Mike's. restaurants <laughs> and hamburgers. Y'all got fast food in here? <laughs> uh, I mean, Lagrange has a a little shack outside of it, or at least it used to. Oh, 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 oh. yeah. Uh, you have a Pizza Hut and a Taco Bell. Oh yeah, there's Taco Bell, Pizza Hut. What I know burger? that because I always go uh, on my way to Round Top. There's that curve. We're 71 curves by it, and so you can see the Taco Bell sign standing up. Yeah. From from there. What are you that going to Round Top like, for? I used to go to, I used to play gigs in Round Top all the time. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's just up the road from where I live. Yeah, because LaGrange is where the Round Top has to go grocery shopping because it's somehow even a smaller, more desolate town. Oh, yeah. Round Top is. Round Top's got and then antique shops and a couple of restaurants. And just that's antiques. It. You can't buy a freaking house there. For less than a million dollars, basically. It's just because everybody that lives there puts it, lets people put tents in their yard, and then yeah, it's like all about antique, the antique mafia show. up there. Yeah. It's like the American Pickers, but as a town. Yeah. But there's a couple of cool places to drink beer and listen to music up there. So. Yeah. I used to play at Teague's Tavern all the time. You go shout out Teague's Tavern. Play us money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I've, I've had some beers in there and at Teaks, I, I play gigs there regularly. Or I sang there too, but nobody wanted to. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not for money. They gave me more beer to shut me up. So, <laughs> um, so we cut back to prison where we finally see Nash and surprise, surprise. They were trying really hard to keep this from us, but us earnest viewers, we're really astute people we know. And uh, so obviously this is played by Jim Varney, but instead of his hat, He's got his hair slicked back and a scowl, you know, because he's a he's a very multifaceted actor. This Jim Varney, he can play mean face or idiot face. I think the voice is the main thing. Like he, it is a complete change. He's using what I have to guess is his real voice, right? Because <laughs> Jim Varney was a noted cigarette enthusiast. Yes, loved the flavor of the cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, he was a he was a chain smoking fool. So I would imagine his real voice was more like what Nash sounds like. Yeah, that'd make. It'd make a lot of sense. So, um, so he he talks about the early release program, ha 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 ha, because they found this twin. They're going to do the old swapperoo. Um, I also think that this is the only Ernest movie. Apparently, there are a whole bunch of that I've never heard of. Who knows what happens at Schlitterbahn or fucking whatever? <laughs> but it <laughs> goes to Schlitterbahn, <laughs> and there's multiple Ernests. I don't know. He could have multiple Ernests in any of these other movies. I have no idea, but. <laughs> Uh, as far as I know, this is the only one where Varney plays a villain because he's the villain in his own movie and twins. So this puts him in a long line of major stars that play dual roles. We got Van Damme and Double Impact. Arnold did it in the sixth day. And now we got Jim Varney. Oh, that Will Smith movie, too. It's like younger Will oh, Smith yeah, yeah. versus what old Will called? Smith. I don't know. I've watched it, though. Uh, I did, too, sadly. And I don't remember a goddamn thing about Gemini Man. Ah, I was thinking it was the Fresh Prince. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Jim Varney right up there with Arnold and Van Damme and Will Smith. Pretty cool. God, I don't know if I'd put Will Smith up there with Varney. But. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, got, he's still got to prove some chops to me before I put him on Varney level. Um so, anyway, 
uh, somehow Ernest gets oh the 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 jurors all have to go to the jail. They end up taking like a field, field trip because that's what happens. He's super excited about it too. He is, but how 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 often? Why would the jury ever take a field trip to the prison? It doesn't seem to make like. If that's where the well, that's because that's where the crime occurred, right? But they so don't go to they any take, other crime scenes ever. I, I don't know, do they? I've never, I've, I've been called to jury duty, but I've never been selected. I've never even made it to the selection process. They like they immediately kick me it, out, and it's never happened because had like long hair, beard, t-shirt. I said, oh, says, I know that guy. Fuck that dude. Yeah, like, yeah, get him out of here. I just wear t-shirts that say "fuck the police" every time I go in. So yeah, that's a good way to not get picked. Just they let me go. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I don't think the jury ever takes a field trip to the crime scene to look at stuff, but it happens in movies. It happens in at least in earnest movies. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't. So they go and, uh, Nash knocks him out, makes the swap, you know, turns himself into earnest, earnest into him. And of course he is thinking this is still part of the, like he's in the, the cafeteria or the, what do they call it? Commissary? No. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The, the the other word not cafeteria because it's prison but um, he's just thinking it's part of the normal. They don't call it a cafeteria in prison. I don't think so. Hmm. I don't know what you call it. I thought there was a word for it. If movies have taught me anything, apparently not well enough because I don't remember. But there there is a separate word for it in this instance. Um. So I wonder how hard it was for him to decide, like if 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 Chuck and Bobby were going to be bank. Security oh, people yeah. or We're working in the, the in the prison making food. I feel like oh. they should have done both. Like they all could have had dual roles. <laughs> or it's actually that their day job is making prison food, yeah. and then their night job is being security guard. And the old eggs erroneous yeah, two thousand, and then at night they are over there. They're over at the bank listening to coconut tree. <laughs> it makes sense. Um, so he does get thrown into cell, and I. I thrown into cell um i did get a legit laugh Ernest did actually make me ha! when he looks over at tex and he's not really sure so he bashes his own head against the bars to daze himself and then looks at him again he's like oh now i recognize you because when he got knocked out to make the swap earlier he saw tex's face a bit so i thought it was funny how he had to like Days himself to be able to <laughs> see him the same way he saw him earlier. Um, and then that's when it hits him that he's in prison. Like real prison. Like real, real prison. Like really, 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 real, real prison. So uh, I don't, again, we're going to have to watch every Ernest movie ever. Is this a thing he does? Is I got to save Christmas. Like real Christmas. Like really, 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 real Christmas. I made it Splash Mountain. Like real splash, <laughs> really? like really, 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 real splash. Uh, I don't know. Uh, let me know when you find out, because I don't think I'm going to be <laughs> going through every one. Because I'm not doing that shit. I finally went to Africa, like real Africa. <laughs> <laughs> like really. really. <laughs> um, all right, so Nash ends up on the jury, uh, gets Ruben off. Giggity. Wow, it's that type of movie. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I know. You I'm still just, just trying to figure out how they're going to make an adventure. Like, I could be like, oh, man, I wasn't supposed to be in jail. This is an adventure. Oh, man, here I am doing goofy stuff at camp. What do you do with them going to a continent? Like, yeah. I, I guess I'm going to have to watch it just to figure out what that I, is. Like, I, there's going to be so many jokes. Like, he comes, it's like Ace Ventura 2 when he's like all the tribesmen in the. Yeah, something. I'm sure that it's going to be. 
horrible. I I'm sure it's going to be a, a PC nightmare for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so yeah, we he does something. I don't remember what he did. It makes does some shit, or he's the only juror that doesn't find him guilty, and it's so it can't be a complete juror, like it's like a mistrial or something. Or, yeah. Either way, they yeah he gets him off, and then um he uh gets taken to work by Chuck and Bobby, who think he's earnest, of course. Still, uh, they can tell he's acting different, but they're they're too idiot, they're too stupid themselves to really. Read Bo- much I think it. I think Bobby's into it. I think Bobby Bobby's knows aware. something's wrong. Yeah. Um, but they pull up to work and, oh man, Nash is super excited to find out he works at a bank. He's like, well, fuck, this is, I mean, well, how Chuck, lucky can Chuck's I get? like, oh, I know what it is. He's in love with, oh, with Charlotte. Yeah. yeah. He's like, something's different. He's like, ah, oh, he's in love. So Nash is like, not only did I find a guy that looks just like me, who also happens to be too stupid to really do anything about it, but I also work at a bank now. Like, Things are working out. Everything's coming up, Nash. This is fantastic. Uh, so now, real Ernest is in a cell with uh, Reuben and Tex both. I don't think he had three people to a cell, but I, yeah, I don't know who was who. I didn't pay attention. Was it just him and Tex in the beginning of yeah? The, it just and then and now Reuben's just hanging out. I mean, it is M Bison prison, so we have no idea what kind of rules are going on there. Um, so. A fairly a fairly good earnest line where they're they're like trying to tough guy him, you know, like you've gotta you've gotta go through with this or else we kill you. You have to pretend to be Nash um and go to the chair for him. Well, I don't think they tell him that he's gotta go to the chair. It's like you gotta pretend to be Nash or else. Yeah, he doesn't know he's going to the chair yet. And then Ernest has this line, it's pretty funny. He goes, Real men are not intimidated by threats of physical violence, and ironically, neither am I. <laughs> I guess I missed that. Yeah. <laughs> I had to use that. <laughs> yeah, right? I was like, okay. Um, so, yeah, he's got to play along. Otherwise, they they beat the shit out of him, kill him, and Nash is going to rape Charlotte, they say. Yeah, and then there's like a whole whole scene of, of Ernest trying to, every tough guy of every movie that's ever been. Yes, <laughs> he does. The, uh, that's, that's the, yeah, the multi-impression thing that Ernest always does. He, all the old actors like Humphrey Bogart and James Mason and um, I don't even know my old my old golden age of cinema actors that well. But one of them, the only one that's not from like the 50s is Sylvester Stallone. He does a Sylvester Stallone and he even says, Yo Murdoch. Which again is a character played by Charles Napier in Rambo 2. Like how much is the Ernest Rambo crossover? More than we'll ever know. Oh my God. Which is just... Which is what ended up with Ernest's untimely death. I'm telling you, (laughs) Sylvester Stallone is tied in with this somehow. God damn. Probably said too much. Edit that out. Yeah. Fix that. Fix that in post. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Stallone, what are you doing here? Oh, no. (laughs) Get on the table. (laughs) I'm going to get under this table. (laughs) And you're going to get on top of this table. (laughs) Um, All right. I got to do this till I die. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, well, kill me now. <laughs> dysentery. Just died of dysentery. Yeah, what did Terry ever do? Why is everybody dissing him all the- <laughs> Okay, that was terrible. So, yeah, you groaned at my earlier <laughs> teller <laughs> <laughs> Um All right, so now Nash is like sitting in the bank president's office, you know, just hanging out, got his feet up on the desk. 
like it's uh, Pelosi's office on January 6th. Just, just <laughs> kicking back. Um, this dude is a prick. The bank president. Real asshole. Real, real asshole. Talking all this shit. And Nash is like, okay, well, I'm not the fucking simpleton you think you're talking to. I'm Nash. So we need to figure this out right now. Um, and so I, 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 does it cut? I mean, he stands up and like kind of lips back to him, but I don't think he like fights him. No, I don't think they, I don't remember. Like I watched it earlier this week, but I don't remember. There wasn't like like an altercation, but he's like giving him the, the Clint Eastwood squinty eye thing. Just be like, yeah. Or said something to him and the president's like, oh fuck, this isn't, Ernest, but like every time we say Nash, I don't know what it is. Like my head goes to Nash Bridges and Don Johnson. <laughs> oh, mine still goes to Graham Nash from Crosby, Stills and Nash. Oh no, see, it's, I don't, I don't even think I ever watched the show. I just really into Don Johnson. Oh, okay. <laughs> Those white suits was that was that too much? <laughs> I mean, everybody's got their thing, man. It's okay. It's okay. Oh, so, it's Don and Cheech. So I mean, was, yeah. Well, there was Cheech. That's right. Nash Bridges. Oh my God, that that was a, that was the thing. Well, now. <laughs> All right. Welcome to Nash Bridges. With, <laughs> no. uh, this is way better when it's Aqua Teen Hunger for you. Willie Wah. Okay, so now Ernest has to try to be Nash. You know who's the toughest sob in prison. And they're like, yeah, okay, you finally ready? You're going to quit dodging it. You got to finally fucking man up and do this, Nash. Apparently it's arm wrestling. That's how they settle disputes in this prison. Which is, you know, if that's really how it happens, then prison isn't, isn't nearly as scary as what right. I heard. It's not as bad as a, they always make it out to be. You just got to arm wrestle, and if you lose, people are going to laugh at you, yeah. but... No, no, that's not my arm at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you just got an arm. So he starts to he loses at first, and he's like, "Wait, I wasn't even ready." Yeah, I was watching this, and I'm like, "You know what? I think that whole Shawshank Redemption thing is bullshit. I think yeah. it's arm wrestling. It's arm wrestling. <laughs> you don't have the sisters coming no. along. <laughs> so they call them the sisters because they never win at arm wrestling. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Uh, we see we are uncovering everything. So that's yeah. why Tim Robbins is like, ah, oh, I got a sore elbow from all that arm wrestling. Yeah, definitely from the arm wrestling, not the Dutch rudder. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he calls for a three, uh, a three, a rematch. Jesus <laughs> calls for a rematch and Tex is standing right behind him doing the, like the old thumb across the throat. So the guy that is arm wrestling Ernest throws it, you know. Throws the match, the all-important arm wrestling match. Yes. And really, this is the most, the second most important arm wrestling scenes in a movie since Over the Top, Mm. which uh, I hope that that kid, I hope that that guy that threw the match didn't lose possession of his son over it. Yeah, (laughs) his son and truck. And a truck. He's like, damn it, I could have had that truck in my son. (laughs) Oh, yeah, also that kid. (laughs) Fucking asshole grandfather. Goddamn Robert Loja fucking everything up. Robert Loja. Uh, he could have played a good warden in this movie. <laughs> probably. It's been a long. It's probably been as long since I've seen that movie as since I've seen this movie. <laughs> First time. Oh, yeah. over the top's fantastic. I, there are times. Is that on the list? Do you have oh, that movie? Oh yes. Oh. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Stallone driving a semi, working out while driving the semi. He has a little like 
Our cable mess. machine thing in there. It has been a while. And then he has a montage of him doing like push-ups up against the grill on the front of it and stuff. He has a whole workout montage via semi. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm the same way. I, I, if, I can't, <laughs> yeah. if I don't have a semi to work out on, then I don't work out. <laughs> yeah, tractor trailer or nothing. Yeah. And if you looked at me, you would know I don't work out. <laughs> it's obvious to tell I do not own a semi. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. Oof. I know. O's can't come fast enough. So he gets this little bar of soap, like a little bar of dial, whatever, and he just starts carving into the middle of it. And of course, you get like a little speed thing where the little shavings go flying everywhere. And then it cuts to his shavings piled up to his knees because they're in his movies or cartoons, essentially. And then it comes up and he's got a fucking AR-15 or something like a... Like an assault rifle. A big old thing in his hands. And he tries to threaten the guard. And of course, it's made out of soap, so the barrel starts sagging. <laughs> I think he even says, like, assault rifle on a rope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Assault rifle on a rope, yeah. Which really makes me think, this dude can't can't do anything as a janitor. He can't clean a floor. He can't do anything. But he makes a work of art out of a tiny bar of soap. Like, I think he's just not... He's, he's just not doing the right avenue. Yeah, he's, he's, he's obviously got talents. He's just not... He's not pursuing the specific ones. Right. Yeah. Um, so now... Okay, now back at the bank, Chuck and Bobby are always coming up with new security measures, right? They're trying to show them off to the president guy. And so they have him stand in a spot, and this big cage comes down. And, uh, you know, this is how... If, if the, I guess if the bank robbers happen to be right in this exact spot, we can get them in the cage, and the president's, like, going to reach out for him. He's like, oh, no, I wouldn't do that. Uh, that's uh, 200,000 volts going through those bars. Which... I got to, you know, yes. the, the, the bank guy seems like the biggest asshole in the world. Sure. But he hires the biggest buffoons. Like, if he was really that big of an asshole, he would have fired Ernest and, and well, they Chuck work, and Bobby. I think they worked for ago. fucking next to nothing. And so it's all about that bottom line. Well, where are they coming up with this advanced security stuff? That's that what I want to know. And also, where are you getting 200,000 volts to feed through this? You're not plugging it into your standard 120 volt wall socket. You just got to have a transformer. <laughs> yeah, you can have a step up transformer. It's a hell of a transformer. <laughs> going from one twenty to two hundred thousand to charge. Also, if you're in a tiny cage and all of the bars have two hundred thousand volts pulsing through them, you're you're feeling that. Like, uh, yeah, I would assume it would make a magnetic field. But there's a hell of a field going on in there. I wouldn't want to be that close to it. I've, I've well, I mean, I've I've been that close to two hundred thousand plus volts, like climbing structures and stuff, and it definitely it there's a lot of a lot of corona, a lot of shield, a lot, a lot, a lot of magnetic, a lot of of of. Did forks and knives start flying around? No, no, <laughs> I've never gained any superpowers from it. It's just a lot of getting shocked by everything you touch. That sounds terrible, but not getting burn up shocked. I mean, it's yeah. just the, the it builds up. Like, it actually builds up a charge on your body, and then you expel that charge when you touch grounded objects. Right. So then you come to something it's like or the, like the static up, thing. Yeah. yeah, or it builds up on on on. Uh, if there's steel or something like that, then you touch it, then it will shock you, and it it we just call it static. We just yeah, it's, it's like, ah, god damn it, yeah. yeah. Except it hurts more, and it can kill you if it gets high enough. <laughs> so. You know, so no big deal. No. All right. Well, either way, two hundred thousand volt cage. I'm not. I'm not buying it. Oh, but they, like they what are those? It. Like what are those? Uh, like your your normal like uh uh the 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 people carry that zap people. The, yeah, the little tasers. Yeah, the tasers. I mean, those are high voltage. They just low amperage, so right. like, it'll knock the crap out of you. 
It's it's not the voltage, it's the amperage, right? Right, the amperage is what kills you. Yeah. But the voltage will knock the shit out of you. Yeah. So. It'll teach you a thing or two. One would think. You would hope. If you're, if you're going after some lady and she fucking hits you with thousand volts or something you're like you know what no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna <laughs> pursue this I've, I've never been hit with a, with a taser either. but i know guys that have that have, oh, have run ends with the police that that have been tased <laughs> and it didn't sound like a fun time to me <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing sounds good it's, about it the <laughs> way that i eat I'm, i have a hard time not shitting my pants when i'm not getting electrocuted i feel like as soon as i get electrocuted it's just gonna be a mess just all for everybody involved. dumping out <laughs> And then Ernest will launch that at a mining company. <laughs> oh, you should have tased me on enchilada night. <laughs> okay, so now Nash is sneaking around the bank. Bobby's onto him. And there's a cartoon gag as he's walking by and you see Bobby like popping up behind this file cabinet and like his head comes out sideways around the corner of this wall. Like very much again the cartoons, so you don't actually see Bobby moving from place to place. He's just always like popping up here, here, here. Even if the camera is still looking across like the bullpen of the bank, you just see him popping up in random places. So very much a Bugs Bunny gag, but he's not. He doesn't trust Nash at all. Um, so now Ernie uh, back at, back in prison. Of course, cutting back and forth, cutting back and forth. Ernest uh, what has a little thing on a string. He's trying to get the, the keys off of this guard that's sitting out there sleeping. It basically makes like a fishing rig. Yeah. And he's trying to hook up the hook the because he talks about fishing when he does. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Gotta set the hook. Yeah. Uh so he wants to get that, but instead he gets the pants. Somebody like tears the pants. The whole pants. The whole pants off of this <laughs> sleeping guy. Um, so they chain him up, but he does find he finds this piece of green fabric, so he makes it into the the green woman, like they, or they, when they chain them up, I mean, they have like the two giant metal. Yeah, they balls, put they put two, two. I don't even know what you uh, what you call the, it. The weighted thing. Yeah, yeah. The, the big fucking ball steel and balls. Chains. The ball the and ball chains. Chain. Yeah, yeah Oh yeah, literally what they are. It's weird. We couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> what do you call it? Well, uh, there's this ball and it's on a chain. What the fuck is that thing called? What do you call it? The old ball and chain. Yeah, that's the first time I've actually used it. As the actual ball <laughs> <You're right>. chain, <laughs> so he has a, and he gets yeah, he gets the fabric and wraps it around and turns it into the the dress that's his aunt Nelda or whatever her name is. Where he puts his chin way down and does the old lady impression. So he turns into this old woman and he's trying to break out. And he's talking like the he's out, he gets all the way to the outer wall to the. They f- open the gate and they start opening the gate. I was like, I'm not doing that. How did you get into the prison? She's like, I lost my visitor's pass in there. I was like, well, how did you even get in in the first place? Like, well, you're going to tell her I'm an old woman and I'm going to... Talk about how disappointed she is in her son. And then starts <laughs> talking about how disappointed the guard's mother must be in him. And Oh, yeah, yeah. Brings his mother into it. And he's like, fine, fuck. Well, open the door. And then as soon as they start opening the gate, the two ball and chains fall down. Like, it's terrible uh, timing. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, uh, but just like balls, they just like like they were his balls. They just drop right out of the dress, and it's like, <laughs> and so of course he doesn't get out. So now he's still mistaken for Nash. Finds out he's going to be. He only has another twenty four hours. He's like, oh, that's great! I get out of here in twenty four hours, and he doesn't grasp that he's getting out in twenty four hours on a stretcher because. 
He's all excited Death. to talk about, oh, it wasn't so bad. And I'm yeah. Like, and then, <laughs> and then, oh, no, they're, no, they're going to kill it's you. It's probably also not, not usual practice to keep the, the, the guys that are going to get executed in gen pop of the prison. No, I'm I don't think so. <laughs> like, you don't just get to hang out with your buddies. You just be like, yeah. Oh, that guy's murdering everybody because he's got no reason not to. <laughs> yeah, he's going to die anyway. Um, so Nash, back at the bank, he gets offered the clerk job since he's actually been doing well. The floors are actually clean. Uh, file cabinets aren't chasing people around, you know. And uh, He's a functioning human. Yeah, right? Holy shit, he can actually clean a floor. But he does, or he lips off to the president and immediately loses the job. Which is weird because apparently the president keeps anybody on that's there. So yeah. Well, he just loses the promotion. I guess I mean, like he didn't lose the job completely. Just right. like you're going to be a cleric. Oh, what? No, no, you're not now. Um, so Charlotte's worried about it, and they arrange. You're like, come by tonight. We'll talk about it. So she comes by Ernest's place. Of course, Nash has it all set up as a little sex pad, and uh, so like, he's making the moves on her. I think wine, maybe something. He has like soft jazz playing and really trying to lay the moves on and she pushes him away. She doesn't want any of this shit. So even Rimshot's able to tell like this is this isn't my guy. Well I mean everybody Rimshot above all should know. I mean the of dude's course. gotta smell differently, at least. I mean he's a dog. Well yeah, and he doesn't have yeah, any of the same mannerisms. But so he uh Rimshot's like barking at himself. So he picks him up and throws him in a trash can. Made me so sad. Why would you do that to a fucking dog? It's dog abuse. I don't. I don't stand for that. <laughs> um, so Ernest is finally making peace with his impending death. He has this big speech. Uh, I do actually like the the camera work here. Like they have him lit in a cool way, and his shadows all big up behind him. So uh, it's it's kind of a, a cool shot here as Ernest is getting ready to go into that good night. Yeah, talking about but like every, basically like his big speech of going. Of going yeah. Yeah, whatever. I mean, his his random ramblings that Ernest always does. Um, when the guards finally show up, he breaks down. Of course, all this big feather ruffling he was doing just... <laughs> um, so now they, they get him to the chair and they ask, like, do you want anything? <clears throat> you want us to turn off the lights? You need a cigarette? He goes, well, no, I'm afraid of the dark and, and cigarettes will kill you. <laughs> Which I guess is funny because they did. <laughs> that was. That's oh, that's funny. If you believe what the media tells you, yeah. that's what killed him. <laughs> that's, that's what killed Jim Varney. Uh, yeah, chain smoker, but always made sure that there was never a picture of him with a cigarette because he knew kids looked up to him. He didn't want anybody to ever see Ernest with a cigarette and influence kids to try to smoke. Well, if he would have lived what he preached, then he might have still been been going. (laughs) Or not crossed Sylvester Stallone. Well, yeah. I mean, we've we've heard about the the Clinton kill list, the Bush kill list. We haven't even talked about the Stallone kill list. You're telling me that someone can make Stop or My Mom Will Shoot and Rhinestone and still have a career? (laughs) We've said too much. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so now when they throw the switch, of course, it activates his magnetism because he's getting shocked. 
And now he's because, made out of something that no humans are made right, out of. Right? Yeah, apparently. yeah, yeah. He could survive it all enough to get powers out of it. But because I guess I guess he's a special Spider Man. <laughs> he is. He is a special <laughs> Spider Man. Um, but this gives him force lightning. Because I guess because it's so much higher voltage, obviously, in a chair than it is that he's usually been getting shocked by. It's like magnetism before, but now it's like I get to shoot. I'm basically X Men Storm now. Yeah, I'm shooting. I I, I saw that he was the Emperor. That right at, yeah, at the end of Jedi. Palpatine. Yep, <laughs> at, at, at the end of every trilogy, essentially. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so he. He does. He, he finally figures out how to control it. So he's going around and he learns how to use it. So he's shooting these guards and he's shooting this door and he's like doing a little dance routine. Like he's fucking Hudson Hawk, just dancing his way through a caper, just fucking shooting line until finally he gets cornered. Um, and he's like, eh, I, eh, and you actually see like the, the magic dust just yeah. fall from his fingers. It, it literally falls from his fingers. Yeah. Ruben, Ruben's got him. Right? Ruben's got Ruben's him. Yeah. Got him. And so Tex ends up saving him, knocking Ruben out, and uh, he's able to get away and escape prison. He was going to take Tex with him, but Tex is like, I don't belong out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I, he's not made for the world. I need to stay in here. So he just turns and walks back into the prison. Yeah, which interestingly enough, to this day, he still lives in that prison. <laughs> Still with that guile hairdo. It's, it's a little like, grayer, is- a little thinner, but it's still there. Still standing tall. <laughs> he's like, you know, this is a movie set, right? And he's like, just leave me be. <laughs> Tell you what. Nobody knows. <laughs> if you can knock me out, then you can get me out of here. Like, well, fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's basically got a break for him. <laughs> yeah. This isn't going to work. It's like that fucking Simpsons episode. <laughs> Where Homer becomes a boxer because his head is so thick. I don't think I saw that one. Oh, man. He ends up like becoming, uh, going up against the heavyweight champ, like essentially the Mike Tyson and Simpsons and just punching the fuck out of him. He just, he's I Homer I think that's Simpson. what happened with him in real <laughs> yeah, life. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so now Charles Napier is none too happy. He gets a posse together. We got to go find this guy. Like nobody's ever escaped from my prison and I'm not going to let it start now. That kind of thing. The pink shoulder had the pink yeah. shoulder pad posse. The pink shoulder instead of the pink hat posse. <laughs> they got the pink shoulder pad posse. Um, so now Nash is working on blowing the safe, right? He's trying to get into uh, Chuck's going up. He tries to stop him. He knocks, knocks Chuck out, gets him out of the way. Ernest finally gets to the house and sees all the changes how he's like turned it into the swanky sex pad and has maybe my favorite line of the movie. I've been vandalized by Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. And then he finds, he hears barking and opens the trash can and pulls the rim shot out of the trash. We get the opening line. What kind of person would throw away a perfectly I good think, dog? I think that was my favorite line of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> throws away a perfectly good dog. <laughs> He's like, oh, he threw my dog in the trash. He's like, what, what kind of person would throw away a perfectly good yeah, it's dog? Yeah, not like, oh, Rimshot, I'm so excited to see you, but who would throw away a perfectly good dog? <laughs> it's so weird. Um, so now Charlotte shows up at the bank. She also gets nabbed. Nash is just getting everybody because, you know, he's actually intelligent. So he comes clean, tells her, yeah, I switched with Ernest. Because she's like, Ernest, what the fuck is going on with you? What the hell? And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm not Ernest. Uh I'm actually intelligent. I'm competent. Also, I fuck, by the way. Just, DTF. Just, just, just throwing that there's out Ernest there. There's Ernest and there's DTF, yeah, Ernest. Yeah, that's right. 
who also uses a lot of pomade in his hair. Uh, yeah, I'm a Dapper Dan man. <laughs> uh, yeah, just get you know, just letting you know if uh, <clears throat> you want to be coming and going at the same time. I'm here to make that happen. See anything you like? <laughs> yeah. um, I'm sex Spider Man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it makes me think. Uh, I don't remember when. A few weeks, a few episodes back, we were talking about the Spider-Man, like Urban Dictionary's Spider-Man, if you're familiar with that, if you give a girl a Spider-Man, uh, where, you, where you catch it all in your hand and then <laughs> fling it. <laughs> so it's just weird. Was, Sex Spider-Man's like, ah, oh, dude. I was not familiar with that, but I I always joke around. It's like, oh, that hotel's gonna, room's going to look like Spider-Man fought a battle in there when I'm done. <laughs> See, you were ahead of the time. I had no idea. Spore cleaning women. <laughs> he stayed in here alone. It's just so much. <laughs> is, is that a cocoon? <laughs> is that Wilfer Brimley? Wasn't he in Cocoon? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. How did you know about me and Wilfer? <laughs> uh, everybody in Wilfer. Diabetes. Diabetes. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, completely off the rails. All right, so Ernest shows up. Cops also show up. So we get our, we get our big showdown, what we've all been waiting for. Again, Van Damme had to fight himself in Double Impact, and then again in The Replicant, and then again in, I don't remember, there was a third one. There's a third Van Damme v. Van Damme. He fought himself three times? Yeah, there are three movies of Van Damme v. Van Damme. Now, when you have no equal, then you can... Uh, Exactly. (laughs) The only person who can beat up Van Damme is, is Van Damme. And even then, not, because they always end in a draw, I believe. Do they? All three times? I think so. I think so. Hmm. We'll find out, but <laughs> um, double impacted. So we got one down so far, but we get Varney against Varney. And I keep talking about Varney it makes me think of Manhattan, Kansas skin with Varney's yeah, the bookstore, <laughs> big bookstore. Um, so now <laughs> the whole college, that's, that's where it came from. We're all- <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, they, they just, K-State's a really big fan of Ernest movies. Yeah, it's just there, that's, it explains the statue, at least. <laughs> yeah, I always wondered, <laughs> why is there a Notamine Vern statue out in front of Varney's bookstore? Ah, <laughs> uh, this all makes sense now. Um, so they're, they're fist fighting while Nash is beating up Ernest, really. I don't think... This is what I was asking last week. If The only time Ernest has ever struck anybody was him against Foreman... Yeah, I don't. I don't think you said that, but I thought that they were funny. But maybe, maybe because I got confused, I got all dazzled. I could by tell the who double, was who by the double Varney action. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so hot. <laughs> I was too busy masturbating at the time. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say it. But. Well, you know, I think we've run out of euphemisms. We're just straight, <laughs> just being just right in the open with this. And this one. is why they're both Spider Men. <laughs> Fuck. Um, all right, so Bobby hits the button, drops the cage down. It misses him. Which it probably would do in any other circumstances. Yeah, I well. mean, there's a whole lot of bank in one specific spot where the cage falls. So uh, your odds are slim anyway. But Nash throws Ernest against the bars, which, as we know, have 200,000 volts. So it brings back his powers. But, but even more so, because now he flies. It, but he doesn't shoot lightning bolts. No, he's just flying. Now, and of all the powers that he's assumed every time he's got electrocuted this is the one that i actually can believe because i i I am a lineman and i have been electrocuted and it has given me the power of flight 
Unfortunately, I just flew off the pole and onto the ground. Yeah, so no, it gave you the power of falling. It felt like flight for a minute. (laughs) But yeah. I'm flying! No, you're not! (laughs) (laughs) No, I've never been electrocuted and fallen off a pole, but it's it's in the realm of possibility, I guess. Uh, Yeah, I... Yeah. I have fallen off a pole, though. I, I couldn't fly. Well, you also got that tool belt on. Well, yeah, you got a belt. That's going to weigh you down. Yeah. Tools are heavy. Well, I mean, everything falls at the same speed. <laughs> same rate of acceleration. <laughs> There's that. Come on. <laughs> I didn't have a whole lot of wind resistance keeping me up there. <laughs> uh, okay, so now he uh, he's flying around. Now, here's what sucks, because Nash just uses this against him. Like, like oh, he's flying. This is going to be a new cool earnest thing. No. He, like, steps on his feet and is just... Body keeps floating up, you're just punching him like a fucking weeble wobble or something. Yeah, like one of those and punch like, clown things. Yeah, and then even like is dribbling his head off of the floor at one point. Yeah, Ernest really spoiled his gift of yeah, flight. Yeah, you've been given the power of flight and you're use, you're not using it at all. You're getting fucked up even worse now. Yeah, and anytime he'd get the upper hand, it was immediately taken away. Yeah, so now he, he does get away and like his... F- Full-on flying. He's up around the ceiling. Now Nash gets tied up with the floor buffer, and we get the opening scene all over again. Up to the wall, up the wall, along the ceiling, the whole thing, but it's Nash, and so he falls. The the buffer falls. He gets knocked out. Ernest grabs the bomb and does finally utilize his power of flight for good. Flies up through the skylight. Which uh, Wonder Woman... Uh, kind of stole. There's been a couple movies. Yeah, I think, uh, uh, Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, it's just flew it out of, of there. Battling, yeah, yeah. DC Comics freaking stealing from Ernest, all, ripping off Ernest left and or right. <laughs> you would you never know? see Marvel do that. No. Well, they did steal the credit scene. Oh God! Last week, <laughs> <laughs> there wouldn't be comic books if it wasn't for Ernest. P. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Holy shit! I had no idea how far his reach went. Spider Man. There Wait it is. Wait a again. second. You know. Ernest and uh, uh, Stan Lee had a little bit there, maybe. I don't know. Maybe Ernest didn't die at all. Just became Stan Lee. Could be Stan Lee. Well, then he died still. And then he died again. Then he died again. (laughs) Excelsior! Oh, shit. (laughs) Um, All right, so he flies up. (laughs) The the bomb explodes. Everyone's like, oh, Ernest sacrificed himself for us. I guess that's the end of this franchise. Um, cops come rushing in. Nash wakes up and grabs a gun. And he's like, got everybody at bay. He's going to shoot everyone. But Ernest comes falling back, lands on him. And he says, I came. I saw. I got blowed up. Which I've got to think that from the height that he fell unless he still had some kind of residual anti-gravity thing, would have killed him. Oh, he would have been liquid. And the person he landed on would have got killed. Both Ernest probably should have died. Yeah, it would have been like in Time Cop where Ron Sterling's, they touch each other. Remember Time Cop where like two, you can't occupy the same space as your former right. self, and they turn into this gelatinous mass of shit. <laughs> That's what Ernest would have been when he fell back down from that high. Just... Uh. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. Oh, but that's what would have happened. I know I've seen the movie, but <laughs> it reminds me of the the new movie comer, uh, the movie cartoon version of uh, Mr. Peabody and or whatever oh. you know, made from the old cartoon Sherman and Peabody. Yeah, remember them? The kid and his dog. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. they time travel, and it's just like 
<laughs> there's a scene in it that I just it kills me every time. But they're not supposed to touch each other. And and future Sherman and past Sherman are there. And Mr. Peabody's like, Sherman, don't touch yourself. <laughs> it's, it's really funny. <laughs> yeah, it works on multiple levels. Yeah. Good. I don't I think he touched himself. <laughs> <laughs> but himself or himself? I think he I don't remember. Yeah. Uh well we'll have to watch it. <laughs> um all right. So that's it. We end with uh, I got blowed up. That was it, a terror. It was it, like such a corny line, which yeah. I'm sure when I watched it the first time, I'm like, oh, you Ernest, that's hilarious. And yeah. I'm sure I repeated it forever. <laughs> but like now it's like, oh. Yeah, pretty cheap. And that's it. We don't get an epilogue like we did in camp. It just that's it. Credits, no credit scene. Just Got in a movie. We don't see Nash get arrested. We don't see any of it. Anti- anticlimax. I mean, it's, it's, it ended. There was the climax yeah, of him falling, getting, yeah, getting yeah. blowed up. Don't know what happened between him and Bush. No. Did he ever become a clerk? We'll never know. Probably not, because I'm sure he had another job in the next movie. <laughs> yeah. Whatever the next one was. Yeah, a different janitor at somewhere else. <laughs> Trying. Yeah. Splash Mountain. Yeah, janitor at Splash Mountain. One of these days, I'm going to be roller coaster operator. <laughs> Just cleaning up turds out of the kiddie pool. <laughs> hoping oh. one day be... <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, so that's that's that. That's Ernest goes to jail. So uh, I guess you know, as we do, thoughts, rewatchability. I, I for me, uh, I think I think if you're going to rewatch an Ernest movie, uh, watch Camp. I think Camp is the better. This one got a little bit ridiculous with the continuous superpowers and everything. I mean, it's a kids' show, so it's ridiculous. But right. I thought. I think. Camp is the better movie than than this one. It's fun to watch though, but no, I don't. No. I, I don't see myself watching this again. <laughs> I don't see myself watching. Welcome this to the show, buddy. <laughs> I joined the show and we go straight into fucking Ernest. What the shit? <laughs> there was Enter the Dragon. <laughs> well, there was. Well, you know, I had to give you a springboard. Uh, yeah, this this is not as good as for having three times the budget. It's three times as shitty. That's for sure. Like uh, a couple of legitimate chuckles, but nah, camp camp by far the better of the two. And we both said we wouldn't want to rewatch that. So I guess that kind of lends to what we, this is no. Yeah. And, and I, I, I grew up watching Ernest. So like, I'm, I would say I'm a fan of Ernest, but it doesn't, it doesn't really hold up. (laughs) No. Again, if, uh, if you got kids, I would rather watch this than a whole lot of kids shit, I guess. But other than that, no, you don't need to. You don't ever need to rewatch Ernest. Uh, all right, so that does it for us this week. If you like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter, their watch party, or you can email us at the rewatch party at gmail.com. Join us next week for the Ernest finale. Yes, we're almost out of these Ernest Varney Woods. We've got Ernest scared stupid. Until then, I'm Nick with Anthony, and thanks for rewatching. And then theme song here.
know that looks inside. Get out of here and don't come back! When the poisons of the evil causes through your body, you will lie a quivering, toxic mass of screaming flesh! People of Briarville buried treasure the troll in the cold, damp ground. The end. Joey never got home last night. You said Ernest came by our house last night yelling about trolls. Do you think maybe... Come on, there's no such thing as trolls. There's one who can stop me if he were there. Children. 